Welcome to Live the Sage Life podcast with your host, me, Lisa Van Hera. And today I welcome on a very special guest, Carolyn Ramazuna, who has been a major part of my life for the last couple years. She is one of my coaches and healers and has tremendously impacted and changed my life. Her company is sparkyourrockstar.com, which you'll hear more about through this interview. So let's welcome her on. Well, I'm so excited to have on to my podcast today, Carolyn Rim Azuna. I'm so excited to have you here. And <laughs> yes, exactly. Hands in the air. And uh, rather than me introduce you, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? I've been so blessed to know you for the last two years. You've really changed my life. It's been so impactful um, getting to know you and work with you. And I'm just really grateful that you're here today and you get to share your message with our listeners as well. So start off with a little bit about yourself and where you, what you do, where you're from and all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, I'm super grateful to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Lisa. It's been extraordinary to watch you grow from uh, just where you are to where you are now and someone who is just consistently putting herself out there for the greater good, wanting to help humanity and and just really help and heal others around her. So you're a true inspiration uh, to others and it's great to be on your podcast. So thank you so much for having me. Um, oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're so welcome. I've been doing this for 10 years now, um, and I I like to call myself a healer, a coach, but most likely a like guide. Like That's what most people call me is just a guide, someone who can support them in seeing some of their blind spots or challenges in their relationships and their business. Um, I've taken businesses, uh, you know, uh, four times, six times of what they're making, uh, relationships, safe relationships. There's so many different results uh, that I've created for my clients. So that's what I do. I, I help my clients get results uh, through energy work, meditation, and really being able to uh, receive feedback in a way where they're not taking it so personally, but instead looking at like all of life um, and all the feedback that's coming in a way that is uh, supportive for them. So I help people see from different perspectives. That's basically what I do. Yeah, I think that's so great. Um, definitely a guide and definitely, yeah, just shif shifting those perspectives. That's what's been so impactful for me in this work and um, working with you and coming to your events and all those things is just like my perspective on life totally changed. And I was just so grateful to get to know you guys, like literally right after um, I had quit drinking. And that was like already a massive change I'd made in my life, ready to make more massive changes. And, um, you know, it's, what do you say? The rest is history. Uh, but it's been amazing. And also, you know, I think it's like really giving people a little bit more background too, of just like, you know, what brought you to kind of do this and even be where you are today. And how has this changed your life too? Like, like there's so many amazing stories you have of what you've overcome, what you've been through, all these things of your, you know, growing up and background. And we don't have time for all of that today, but I'm sure there's a couple that probably come to mind that really impacted you. Yeah, definitely. I can, I can definitely share where I came from and, and where I am now. And the reason I would share that story is so others can be supported in the perspective or in the understanding that no matter where they're starting from, they can create their dream reality. That That's where it all started. My brand is called Spark Your Rockstar. I'm the founder of it. I started it in 2015. Um, and, and basically there was a, just something that 
happened in my life where, um, I was, you know, in the middle of a really toxic relationship. I was just really unhappy in my job. Um, and I came to a point where it was just like, what's, what's the point of all this, right? Why, why am I even doing all this? What's, you know, is, is this all there is? And it got to a point where it was just so painful. Like there was even a part of me that just like, didn't want to exist. I didn't want to live anymore. So, um, there is this, uh, it's like this law that when the pain gets great enough, you it, it, change is no longer an option. It's a must. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things uh, that happened is the pain just got so great within me. I had to make a change and I ended up going to a self-development event that radically uh, shifted the way I saw things. And I started to act from inspiration. I started to listen to uh, the voice of faith rather than the voice of fear. Um, I, I was telling uh, one of my clients the other day that when we act from fear, we fail. Uh, when we act from faith, we fly. And so the ability to be able to uh, step into a place of just unwavering faith that I have this gift within me and the world needs this gift. And we all have these gifts and your gift is where you find your most joy. If you're wondering what's my purpose or what am I meant to do on this, wherever you find the most joy that's your purpose. That's your gift. And of course, look, you can, there's all different types of a way to make money from your passions. You can do that, but just don't have that as number one. That wasn't my number one, but, uh, uh, it did all of these changes took place uh, within about a week where I just quit smoking. Uh, my husband left me and, um, I ended up like moving me and my seven-year-old kid into my sister's basement. And so it was just like an incredible moment where it's just like, is this what I want my life to be like? Right. And is this, is this the the life that I want? And I started to get really clear on what I wanted. Oprah says that the number one reason people fail uh, is because they don't know what they want. And so I'll never forget. I was like in my sister's basement feeling like a total failure. Cause I was like getting divorced. You know, I just quit my job too. And that was super scary. There was a lot of certainty there. I had been there for like six years, um, long time. And it, it was just, this feeling of, no, I'm, I'm going to be successful. And I was like watching my kids sleep. And I was like, no, I'm going to be successful. And in that moment, that was when I became successful. It wasn't when the outer reality, I started to get in clients or, you know, I started to meet my soulmate or I started to get healthy or all these things started. The moment I decided in my sister's basement that I'm going to be successful, that's it. I am successful. It's like that moment uh, was a moment that probably changed uh, my life forever, where it was just like, you know, the moment that success happens isn't in the moment when you get the success. It's when you decide that you are already successful. And from that place, um, a a lot of faith, unwavering faith can be born, even in moments where you're like, I can't, I can't see my way out of this or, or things don't seem to be working as fast as I want them to be. Well, the thing is, it's not on your timing, it's God's timing. And if you just keep following the voice of inspiration and faith and not uh, desperation and fear, your life will radically change. And so, uh, the, that's really where it happened, where it started, where like, from my sister's basement uh, to building a multi-million dollar healing business, doing what I love, helping people all around the world. Um, and it really doesn't have to do with the amount of money that you make it. It has to do, because I, I know I work with a lot of people, a lot of high achieving successful people I work with. I, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, SpaceX engineers and um, working with real estate agents, working with uh, doctors, uh, dentists. And one of the things that I talk about is... I know many, many people who are very, very wealthy, 
who are extremely unhappy. And so I think that there's this comparison that we put out into the world, right? Where it's like, well, if you have money, if you have your soulmate, then you're going to be happy. If you have this outer reality that looks fucking perfect to everybody else, then it must be perfect. And it's just not the case. It's not. And yeah. so um, the, the beauty of this is each person that's listening to this podcast right now is weaving their own story in this moment right now. Inspiration is literally being born within someone while you and I are talking right now and their ability to be able to see a greater, grander version of themselves. And it doesn't mean you have to uh, take all this action and change everything around you. Your state of being within, and that's something I had to learn. I used to be the hustle and grind person where it was just like hustle, 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 grind, 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 take action, take action. And then now it's like, well, does this feel more like force or does this feel like flow? Does this, you know, does this feel like good? Like, like, where does my soul feel called? And, and it's like just going in that direction, taking that one step at a time. And then over time, it's just like this compound effects happens and you're here. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's from value to other people's lives. The more you add value to other people's lives, it's like a law of the universe. You're going to be abundant. You, 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 even in that moment, like it, it, it took a, it took a few years to get the momentum rolling. See, most people, when they start, they're like, Hey, I did six posts and I did three offers and then this, and then, but, but nothing happened. Or I only got a little bit, or I only got a couple comments or only got a little bit of response. It, it takes years of, I'm not saying it takes years to get your dreams. I'm, I, I don't want to put that into your field. What I'm saying though, is it takes to tweak it. The first year I started my business, I put out 18 offers and only four of them were successful. One of them was really successful. The other four, the other three, I think I broke even on, but that one (laughs) was the one that was just like really successful, but I had to go through and I had to tweak it and I had to keep tweaking how I responded, my energy, where I found joy, what I was doing. Right. And so our our ability to be able to move into something like this um, and have a dream or have a reality that we want to create, um, and not give up just because we've reached these little bumps in a road in the road is, is really powerful. Yeah. I, if you're listening to this podcast, like just rewind and listen to that again, because there was so many amazing, powerful nuggets, just that Carolyn's dropping down right now. And I mean, so many, I mean, there were so many in just that short amount of time. And that's one thing that you guys really helped me with as well. Um, you and your husband, Jason is, the, the hustle. I was like all about the hustle. I was all about the grinds. So if you're, you know, a realtor listening to this or a small business owner listening to this, it's like, that is what we've learned to do from our society, our culture, all that kind of stuff is like, that was the only way we knew how was to really take this massive action, but really not resting or caring. Because if I know where I came from was if I wasn't doing, then I wasn't a value. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't doing enough, you know, all these things. And I wasn't feeling a value to not only my business, my clients, my family, like all these things. So it really is like, there's another way. And I think that's what you're really sharing in that segment there is like, there's another way of living. There's another way of existing. And with that deciding, you mentioned decisions and faith and those two things with like the wavering, we, we all tend to do that because we're human beings that haven't really discovered this other way, you know, we kind of start to question ourselves or the doubt comes into the mind. Like what else would you add to that? Because I think those two things, the, um, 
the faith, like just having that faith, that inspiration, like you were talking about, all right, I'm so inspired. I'm so in this moment. How can I remember and keep that with me and not, you know, let that voice of doubt come in so much of whatever I'm deciding and that faith coming up? That's a great question. That's a really, really great question. And the way that you practice because it really is a practice, Lisa. It's a practice of moving into a state of being of unwavering faith versus fear and doubt. Fear and doubt is also a practice. Um, lack and scarcity is also a practice. So it's like, what are you practicing? And, and so I, I, it's not like, it, it, you know, when we say this, this moment changed me forever. And it was a lot of moments before that, that got me this. It was a lot of moments of pain, of doubt, of frustration, of failure that led me to that greater, grander moment. And so it's like these stepping stones, but if we resist any part along the way, um, then it, it limits us from getting there. Most people, most people, uh, stop right? They, they don't want to experience the rejection, the disappointment. They don't want to experience what it takes to do the research, do the study. Like, do like, like, like there's so, there's so much information out there. Like anybody could literally go to Google and learn how to build a following of a million people or more in the next month if they wanted to, they so, could do it. So but, but think about it. Your brain stops you. There's something that Mel Robbins says. She says, you have five seconds to act on inspiration. Well, she doesn't say act on inspiration, but she says to take action before your mind takes over and talks you out of it. So I'll relate it to others watch, like thinking about this is, have you ever wanted to say something to someone, give them a compliment, but you didn't, you're like, Oh no, forget it. Or did you ever want to post something out there? Oh, well, what will people think of me? Or did you ever want to um, say what you really, but Oh, what are they going to think of me? So it's like, it's like this ability to be able to start practicing being your true self and, and, and letting your soul speak through you. And, and talking about like law of attractions, decisions, uh, taking action, like, like everything's all collided together, but your state of being is really what is going to make people want to be around you. Think about with anything you do, whether you're a doctor, a real estate agent, um, you know, uh, an engineer, it doesn't matter what your profession is or, or what it is that you do, um, to, to, be in a relationship uh, with life or with anything or anyone, you have to have this attractiveness. Think about someone who's, who's constantly just afraid or fearful or doubtful, and then just bringing that energy wherever they go. You don't really want to be around them. And so the, the practice of like, what would it be like to like really enjoy myself? Like really like being around myself. Okay. Let me make some decisions here. What would I have to think to really start to like and love being around myself. Uh, how would I have to think about others? Well, I'd have to let others off the hook. I'd have to have more compassion for them. I'd have to stop judging everything that everyone uh, uh, and everything else around me is doing. I'll just have to stop blaming, um, you know, uh, my, there was a time, you know, where I projected onto my own healers or my own guides or my own coaches. Oh, they should have done this or they should have done that, or they're, they're responsible. And then I just, or, or you blame life, or you blame your parents, or you blame your spouse. I mean, how many times do we, we, <laughs> the spouse is the heart, easy one, the, spouse, the parents, right? Just put it on the spouse. It's your fault that I feel it's your fault. I didn't work out today. You know, it's your fault. <laughs> And we can blame, it's your fault I'm not in joy with my life. It's your fault I'm not happy, but it's not true. In fact, um, I would say one of the best decisions to making your dreams come true and, and like the path to enlightenment, I was just uh, writing this down and reading about this this morning, is, is happiness. Smile, practice smiling more. Practice liking life, like actually enjoying life. I, I think we get this idea that 
things have to be harder than they really are. And so then yeah, we put things like I remember when I first started my business, I had a few people tell me, he's like, where you're trying to go and the amount of time you're trying to get is really unrealistic. And I was like, yeah, I was like, but times are changing. And I was like, out like the Facebook out, like I got on that Facebook algorithm. That's like, uh, when it first started, I was one of the first people to do Facebook lives. Like a lot of my videos were getting hundred thousand uh, views or more, uh, organically. And so, uh, the, and then my business grew very quickly. And so our ability not to kind of listen to, okay, well you, you have to take this and you have to get this certification you have to do this to be qualified. Well, what if I just start helping people? What if I just help the next person that comes into my life and I just bring a little joy to their life? Like you have no idea. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about anything fancy either where you got to coach them or let me tell you your blind spots and about everything about your life story. No, I'm not talking about any of that bullshit. <laughs> that's fine. That's great. If you're qualified, you know, if you're qualified and you can do it and you've done it a lot and you get the results, great. But I'm talking about just like smiling and having empathy and compassion for someone and being able to be a relatable human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they get too wrapped it up in what they need or what they can do before they start uh, really adding value to someone's life. And I, I think that's a, I think that's like a component to uh, if you really want to get abundant, if you really want to start making money, like that's like talk about consciousness when you're just like in contribution and you're not really thinking about getting anything for yourself. Right. Like, there's been so many moments uh, in my life, Lisa, that I wasn't thinking about getting anything for myself. And I took this action and I helped this person. And all of a sudden is like, bam, uh, so much money came into my field. I have a quick story for you about that. If you guys would like to hear it. Absolutely. We do want to hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah. Okay. So there was this, uh, I went to this event, it was a business event and I'll never forget that one of the speakers there was saying that, um, would your life be worth it if you saved a child from sex trafficking that a woman had stood up and and she actually ended up coaching with me and coming to one of my events later, but she had stood up and she said that there's little children being sex trafficked. And, um, the speaker said, all right, well, how much is it to save a child? And, uh, the, the woman said it's $10,000 per child at the time to save one. And he's like, well, I'll take 10 children. And then something amazing happened. Uh, another guy stood up and he's like, I want to save a child. And then another person stood up. I want to save a child. So like in a very short amount of time, a lot of money was accumulated and I was, I was hysterical. I was crying. This was back in 2016. You know, I had, I had started the business a year or two before and I'm still getting the hang of it, still getting the knacks of it, still working it all out, still working my worthiness out too. Like, Oh, I deserve this. No, I don't. Oh, I deserve this. No, I don't. Oh, I'm worthy. No, I'm not. Like, oh, I can do this. No, I can't. It's like, that is the pathway to a healer. If anybody doesn't know, it's like, and the most, the greatest, greatest thing, there's nothing richer than like an integrated two part of your contradicting personality that like comes together and you just integrate them both. I am worthy and I am not worthy. Amen. And it's like, there's just like (laughs) integration, but anyways, back to the story. So I'm crying and I'm like, man, I really want to save a child from sex trafficking, but I couldn't afford it at the time. And so I was like, oh, and, and so it was like inspiration hit me immediately. And I was like, no, I was like, I can do this. I can save a child. That's what I want to do. I want to save a child. So uh, I don't know why there was hula hoops at this, uh, this event. We had teams and they had games and stuff like that. And a um, uh, little fact about me, you might not know, I am a hula hoop champion. <laughs> and so I actually wrote on a sign. I, I knew I had a following and I said, I, I, I wrote on a sign, please help me save one more. And I grabbed a hula hoop and I started a hula hoop. And I went live on my 
Facebook page. I started to post about it. And all of a sudden, all of these donations started pouring in through Facebook. Um, and, and all of these uh, donations started pouring in. And then at the event, people started giving me money. And then um, I, about two hours later, I was still hula hooping. I And I had worn heels that day. Huge mistake. My feet hurt. My abs hurt. I, I, two hours of hula hooping. I'm not sure. If you've ever hula hooped, you know, move your hips a little bit. The two hours of that, you kind of get sore, right? But I really I'm like, wasn't- 10 minutes is good. Yeah, 10 minutes yeah, is 10 good minutes, for me. Right? and I'm and it's been two and a half hours and so I'm crying and this guy walks up to me and he's like why are you crying I was like well I was like I'm crying because I'm in pain right now I was like but the pain I feel in my feet and my stomach and my legs and everything is nothing compared to the pain of what a sex a kid going through sex trafficking is going to go through and I was like so I will do this and he's like how much more do you need and I was like well I need I need $4,000 more. And he looked at me and he's like, well, you're not going to believe this. I actually have, uh, and we were in Las Vegas at the time and he had four $1,000 chips. He was actually about to go see his healer to pay his healer for sessions. And, and so he, he took out the chips and he's like, I can always go get more chips here, make your dream come true. Go save a child from sex trafficking. And he gave me that $4,000 and I'll never forget that moment. I was a mess. I was, I just remember I was just crying it was just like God had come and just put it right into my hands. And I got to save a kid from sex trafficking and it felt just so good. I'll never forget that feeling of just like, Oh, it felt so good. And then, um, I'll never forget. He said, I'm going to do you one better. He's like, I'm going to let you come see the speaker's healer. This healer works on, uh, the speaker of this entire event. And I'll let, I'll give you a session for free with him just because I did that. And I was like, Oh my I was like, yes. And so I walk in and, um, I ended up seeing this healer and it was just like, we were old friends. I was like, oh yeah. Like, I remember you, like I'm supposed to work with you. And he's like, hi, it was like, it was literally like two old friends meeting and he ended up becoming my partner. And we did, uh, I think we did about five or six events together. It was extremely abundant events, brought so much wisdom income. In fact, if I, if that had not happened, I wouldn't have met my husband because I met my husband through this healer. Um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't like, there's so many things that wouldn't have happened, but that came, all of this abundance came from my desire to save a kid from sex trafficking, not thinking about myself, but just wanting to save, wanting to help someone. And so such a purity. There's such an innocence and you're not always going to feel like that. I know, you you know, I know it's hard to see, um, but these little tiny moments that you get, it's, it's so special. It's, it's, it's just really important to kind of take a look at your life and see where in my life can I contribute right now? And it could literally be to your husband or wife that's going through a rough time or a rough day. And you're just present with them and you just listen to them complain. And you're like, man, I'm so sorry. And you're just there for them. And you're holding the space. I, I listened to a family member complain for 45 minutes. And normally I feel super drained from stuff like that. But instead of feeling drained, they said, I feel so loved by you. They said, I just feel so loved by you. They were like this, thank you. I really just needed to get that off my chest. And it was just like, perfect. So there's ways that you can contribute that adds so much to the field and they're right in front of you. They're right in front of you. So um, that, that was definitely something that changed my life for the better. That is absolutely beautiful. All of that. And I love what you just took us through because it was just like this painting of um, kind of a timeline, right? Of like these timeline of events and when you're just showing up and doing something and taking 
it was taking action, right? That you wanted to help save somebody else, but it was even that other lady that stood up and said something. So it's like all this like co-creating going on that just by, if she didn't stand up, then you wouldn't have had that opportunity. That's just like so impactful, even in that of just saying the compliment or saying what's really on your mind or really connecting with somebody when you think it might not be that important or like it's too much or you're afraid to stand up or you're afraid to stand out or one, you know, any of those things. And it's really affecting everything and everyone around you. So it was like, it was really beautiful hearing that story and amazing story of just so many synchronicities and then kind of painting us this timeline of how everything kind of went from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And of course, leading it also to meeting Jason, your husband and soulmate and all these things. And it's like from just sometimes what we think is so small or so insignificant can really compound in events and connections and all these things to where you need to be. And who yeah. you you with. Yeah, it's so important. And the beauty of this, uh, I'll bring it back to where we started in the beginning, no matter where you're starting from or where you're at, there's gifts to it. If I had already, if I had been successful in those first two years, I could have just paid the 10 grand and I never would have met them and never would have had that opportunity, met, never would have met Jason. So my question is to everybody listening is how do you know if, if some a situation you're going through is good or bad? And the answer mm. is you don't. You don't. So stop judging it as good or bad. And, and, and this is, this is some of the stuff that I teach in my inner circle. I know you're part of it, Lisa. Um, and, uh, I just wanted to touch on that just briefly. I do this every Monday night with people where we talk just like this and I'm giving a lesson and we're doing a meditation and it's really life-changing. And I just wanted to touch on that, that, uh, Joseph McClendon is part of it and we are, are opening up. I, we are opening that up to bring people in. So if anybody's listening and they're like, man, I want to go deeper. I want to go further. I want to see what's going on with myself. I want to, I want to get involved with this energy. Um, this is uh, one way uh, I'm sure Lisa will provide a link and uh, we'll be more than happy or Lisa can connect us. And um, I'll be happy to get on the phone with you if you feel called in your soul uh, to work with me. And I don't want to work with everyone. I, I, I just want to make sure everyone knows I, I want to work with people who um, are really ready, ready to heal um, and ready to invest in themselves. And the, we'll say one more thing. The three questions that I asked you, Lisa, when right before I got, even got on the phone with you, because I met you, I think two or three years ago. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I, was, yeah. I, I said, here's three questions I ask you. And it's such, they're such beautiful questions. Um, and it's one, are you ready to invest in yourself? Um, two, how do you respond to feedback? Do you respond? Well, that needs to be, yes, like, you know, and, and we can work on that, but you need to be able to take feedback. And then, um, do you really want to heal? And those were three questions I asked you and you were like, yes, yes, yes. And I love it too, because the first event that you came to Lisa and you came to with that, that energy of just like, like tension and stress in your body. And there was a question I asked you, do you remember what that question was? Um, I, if I remember right, I, I believe it was like, are you ready to let this go or so, something like that? Yeah, are you ready to let this go? But you could feel probably for the first time, because a lot of us are so disconnected from our body. We don't realize how much tension or armor is around us. And, and so like I, you felt your armor that you had on your body for the first time. And I'll never forget when I put my hands on you, I literally felt that armor disappear. It was just like, it was like your entire nervous system, your entire body melted on the table. And I just wanted to share Absolutely. that because that takes courage 
to do what you did and to heal the way you healed, to invest in the way you invest in yourself. Like, like you're really extraordinary. Like you, you went all in on your soul and not many people can do that. I actually wanted to ask you a quick question. Um, how do, how do people listen to their soul when you're, when, when you were in that place, what made you feel like I need this? Like, this is, this is something <laughs> that I need to do. Um, I love it. The tables are turned now. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the tables are turned. Um, no, I mean, how do you know is like, you just know, like you feel it in your body. Like I felt it. It was um, intuition. If you want to call it that it was just a deep sense of connection with myself of like, this is what I need to do. This is where I'm being guided to go. And um I loved one of those questions that you asked was <laughs> at first when you sent me those questions of like, are you ready to invest on in yourself? Do you like feedback? You know, all this stuff. I'm like, do you know who you're talking to? Like, <laughs> I was like, of course. And then when it's funny though, the feedback part, if you've been coached or if you've been an athlete, especially, I think you just kind of like get accustomed to getting feedback like that, but you are used to feedback in a certain part of your world not all of it. So that was eye opening of like, just how much I thought I was open to feedback and then really expanding beyond my limited view and understand of what feedback is and really looking at my life as a whole like that. Then I was like, Oh wow, I really haven't been receptive to feedback. (laughs) You know, I'm really not, um, taking in what my relationships are trying to tell me, what my work's trying to tell me, what, you know, all these things. And, so that was huge. Just that question alone that you asked me when we were first meeting was uh, a total change in perspective that happened over time, you know, but it was eye opening. And that was one of the most, just to go back to that, the, the presence with the tension in my body, did I know there was tension? Absolutely. Cause I would get headaches, you know, all down my neck and my shoulders. There was so much tension in my body that I could feel, but where you were present with the energy of tension was not even really where I was aware it was there. So it was just like, really, it was like in my entire body, every cell was being affected by just all the stuff I was holding onto and all this, um, you know, perfectionism or, you know, the perspectives of judgment, the right and wrong, you know, all these things. So that was that moment turning the tables back on me of like, what was one of the most impactful moments? That was one of the most impactful moments because it literally melted and fell away from, from my body. So that's huge. That's so big. And you took the action you invested in yourself. And and I think uh, for those listening, like, I feel like that's really important that you find, whether it's with me, whether it's someone, it doesn't matter find somebody who can be a guide who's more conscious than you because it'll change everything. And I love what you said about the feedback because here's the cool thing with feedback. Like I coach a lot of uh, relationship people. And one of the things that I see is let's just say a, a wife goes to her husband, hey, I don't feel loved by you right now. That is feedback. The husband either can take it personally and be like, hey, you're making me wrong or how I'm being wrong. Or he can just be like, Huh, maybe I am being a little bit unpresent. Hey baby, let me let me love you. Let me hug you. Let me just let me pour this love into you. But that takes presence. It takes consciousness. It takes compassion. It takes cooperation. And 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 like you said, it takes not taking the feedback that we're getting personally. And so and and 
it's really something that when you can start to tap in to not taking it personally and just saying, like literally living your life with each moment folding, like it's unfolding right before your eyes, unfolding right before your eyes. And then it's like, you chose that moment. It's literally like living each moment of your life. Like you actually designed it and picked it. It's, it's a different way of seeing things. Like every person that comes in the contact is like God dressed in drag. Like, Hey, for everyone listening who was like, Hey God, can you send me a sign or a message? I want to know you're around. And it's like, Hey, I love you. And it's like coming through all these channels and messages. And everyone's like, well, do you have like a billboard or something else? And it's just like, we make it, you, you can a bigger sign. God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bigger sign, God, source, universe, they're all different ways. God is communicating. Or, and if you don't like the word God, say love, compassion, source, universe, whatever you say based upon your beliefs, it really doesn't matter the word. Um, what matters most is, is the feeling of, of just like reverence for your life and grace for your life. You really want to talk about being abundant, being reverent for the moment, being compassionate to others. Like, and it is a practice. I I remember one of my healers said this once, like I I walked into my healer's office one time and his arm was just like in a total cap. I'm like, Oh, did you fall? And he's like, no, it's tension. I was like, what, why are you so tight? Don't you know, having you practice relaxation, aren't you good? And he's like, uh, healing is not like a, this is, he's like, this is my childhood shit coming up. He's like, I've been healing 25 years. And I was like, wow. And so for me, it let me off the hook because I think at times when you're a coach or a guide or a husband or a wife, you think you have to be this perfect person or you think you have to be this perfect coach or you think you have to be this perfect spouse. And then uh, unfortunately we're human. And so we're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. That's going to be how we learn and grow. And, and how you, when a mistake, when you make a mistake, how you respond to the mistake is so incredibly important because most people use the mistakes as a way to beat themselves up because in some thick wounded way, not, I shouldn't say sick in some wounded programmed way, that is how they have learned to receive love. through beating themselves up. So then what happens, they they create that in the reality where people come in and beat them up. And even though they might not say, uh, oh, well, this this doesn't feel like love. This isn't what I want, but that's what you're creating. So in some way it's getting your needs met. Um, And so, I mean, it's it's really interesting when you start to take a look at all these patterns. And then all of a sudden, when when you start seeing, oh my gosh, like I'm telling you, I've healed so many things in others and in myself. Like um, I, I lived in uh, Philly for 37 years and my, my right foot started to just like really hurt. I started to get really bad pain there. I was, I was having trouble even walking. I'm not even kidding. Like 10 minutes. I couldn't walk. I had to sit down. That's how bad my foot was hurting. And I kept getting the feeling like I needed to move out of Philly, but I was so afraid to leave my family. And I just kept putting all these assumptions on how they were thrown, what would happen. And then finally I decided to move. And that day that I moved out, I'm not kidding. We, we went to Florida to celebrate the move. And I, I walked in Disney world, 23,000 steps that day, not kidding, 23,000 steps that day. And I didn't feel any pain. My foot healed completely. And it was in that moment. I was like, you know what? I no longer choose to learn through pain. And it was such a simple shift. Like how many of you guys listening and even you, Lisa, in your life, we, how many times have we chosen like the hard path? Like, no, I'm going to do this all myself or no, I, I, I got this or like, I don't need any support. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I, I see my, you're listening shift. to my thoughts. You're listening to my <laughs> thoughts, Carolyn. <laughs> 
But absolutely. Like it, it is, um, it doesn't have to be done that way. I love that story because that was even a realization for me in the last week. And, um, you know, coming, coming back from Kansas, my hometown and visiting my dad was like one understanding and having compassion, like where I came from, but also that, that is like, why, why make it so hard and painful and be so almost addicted to that. And what you said just a moment ago earlier, though, I just wanted to touch on with that perfect person that you talked about, because when I first joined the inner circle with you and hearing that, I had never heard that shared quite that way. And that completely transformed my life within even, I think that was the first month or two I was even in your group. And just understanding that that's what I was doing all the time was always comparing myself to this perfect person that wasn't even real, wasn't even possible, isn't supposed to be possible. It's not supposed to be that way. We just get this image on our mind of what what we should do or who we should be. And that along with understanding that and that book, Radical Forgiveness, that that was like totally game changer. Yeah, for sure. And and the the beauty of being able to really acknowledge that like when you judge your spouse or when you judge where you're at in your business or when you judge where your company work for, or when you judge all of these things in your life or you judge yourself or your growth, it's like, well, who am I actually judging myself against that perfect person? And then Mm -hmm. you're like, wow, it's like, it's a game changer because a lot of times uh, there's something called projected mind myth. And what your mind will do is it will project this perfect reality that you think you should be living. And, and then it creates a tremendous amount of inner emptiness and just like a lot of like, oh, I'm not living the life that I should be living. And it creates a lot of tension and a lot of stress in our body. Um, and, and I think true self-confidence or truly being able to be yourself is like, the ability to say, you know what, there's no, I don't want to be anybody else. I don't want to be anywhere else. Like, like you might think, Oh, when I get the money, when I get the soulmate, when I get all these outside things, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be good. Then I'll be able to relax. But the relaxation has to start now. So for anyone listening, if you like, like right now in this moment, you could just take a deep breath in and just be like, Oh, I'm just so perfect. Right where I'm at. There's like nothing that um, is happening to me right now that isn't for just like some greater good, this or something better in my reality. And then it's just like, you start to think different thoughts and you start to judge less and you start to accept more. And then you start to uh, see like yourself and others. And so anytime a judgment comes up and you start to judge another, I'm like, oh, that's a part of myself that I haven't learned to accept and and, and forgive yet. That's a part of myself that I judge. So if I judge my mom for uh, being fearful I'm like, well, where in my life am I fearful? And how can I accept that part of myself? And then all of a sudden, as soon as I accept that part of myself, I no longer judge my mom for that. And then if I, let's just say I judge Jason, I'm like, man, he, you know, I, I want him to uh, do this in this way differently. Right. And how many times wives do we tell our husband, Oh, I want to thank you for doing that, but I wanted it done in this way or in this time. Right. And so our, our ability to be able to say, Oh, well, that's just a part of myself that wants things to be perfect. Well, why do I want things to be perfect? Well, because I'm afraid of making mistakes. Okay. But why am I afraid of making mistakes? And then it goes back to probably like something in childhood where you were like, maybe yelled at when you made a mistake, there wasn't a lot of freedom to make mistakes. Like think about when some, like a kid spills milk or makes a mistakes. 
like most parents are like, what are you doing? Screaming at the parent, right? Or yeah. screaming at the child. So it's like, we're, I don't think in our culture or our society that we're really taught to like celebrate those mistakes. Right. And so I love, I love this one, this one thing. And then I know, I know we'll wrap up, but when, if you think about a child walking, when a child takes like a few steps, their first few steps, we're not like, and they fall. We're not like, ha, 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 you fell. You suck. You'll never walk. Right. It's like, Oh my God, this is your first step. And we are celebrating them. We're like, we're like jumping up and down. We're picking the baby up. We're celebrating the baby because we know. So adorable. Yeah. It's so cute. Right. Because they just, they took their first step and they fell. So why in your relationships or in our life or in our health or in uh, our spirituality or in any, any area of our life, are we taking a step falling and then beating ourselves up or judging ourselves for that? Why are we not celebrating ourselves for that? So, so I, I'd like to ask everybody listening, what's one thing that you could just even think about right now that you can celebrate yourself for? It could literally be, I listened to a badass podcast today. That <laughs> listened to this podcast. I'm amazing. I can pat myself on the back and celebrate. <laughs> you know, literally. <laughs> I took some time, listened to this amazing podcast, filled up myself, got some great information and insight. Like, amazing information and insight. There was, I mean, so many great points in there, but yeah, that's so good. That's so good because it's business, it's life, it's exercise or the diet or all these things. Like it, it doesn't have to be that consistent bat. I think that what is your saying? You say that you can put the bat down, you can put the bat down and stop beating yourself up about these things. Yeah, I, I I talk about that often. Put that bat down. As soon as you start to have the uh, part of you that comes up that wants to beat yourself up, you just got to put that bat down. And it, look, it's going to, I love what Brene Brown says about this. She says the first year of her growth, it was like a street fight with herself, like an all out street fight with her and her vulnerability. And uh, oh, I, I need to open my heart and just be vulnerable. No, you know, da, 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 and like fighting. So it's like we we fight with ourselves at times. There's these different contradicting versions that are going on within us at times. And so when you can see, okay, well, there's a part of me that wants this dream, this goal, this reality, this great relationship. Let's just say you want a relationship out there. And there's another part of you that's terrified to open up your heart and terrified to show who you are because your heart's been shattered, right? That's two different parts of you pulling in two different directions. So sometimes if you wonder why you're stuck, that's why. You have uh, uh, two parts of yourself that are pulling in different ways so you'll stay stuck and and so I see it often in 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 some of my clients where uh once we start to understand okay I have two different parts oh I have part of me that wants to be able to do this but uh there's another part that is afraid to feel it so I've been um working on something and one of the things that I've been working on is you can have whatever you want in this life you can have whatever reality that you choose to create as long as you're willing to greet the versions of you that you are going to greet along the way. So mm-hmm. if you're trying to become the most amazing wife or the most amazing husband, if you're trying to have the most passionate relationship, you're going to have to be willing to, to fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? In a loving way. I know that sounds uh, paradoxical or, or counterintuitive, but it, it, it's really not. Uh, the beauty of of fighting like in, in a loving way or in a compassionate way, but you're going to have to start saying the things that you're not saying. Most relationships fail because we're unwilling to communicate what we need. We want people to be mind readers. Well, I'm telling you, yeah. if you're willing to greet the version of you that's afraid to ask for help 
You'll be able to, to get your reality that you want. If you're willing to greet the part of you that is scared of, of, of money or scared of certain things, then, then you'll be able to get your dreams to come true. If you can understand that the more value you add, the more your spirit comes into this body and the more you start to contribute to others' lives, you will be changed. You just, it, it, you can't give out that energy and it not come back to you. So it's like really connecting into the infinite organizing wisdom that's all around us and letting it, letting life flow through you and not stay so resistant or stuck on what could happen or should happen and just be willing to let life flow through you. So it's, um, it's been so nice connecting with you and so nice just sharing this information with you in this format. Um, is there any other questions or anything else I can add? No, I think that was fantastic. That was amazing. Um, like you're such a powerhouse of energy yet also so fluid and relaxed. It's like amazing. Just even watching you share your insights and your stories with us today. Um, it's truly an honor. And I love so much what you said there at the end, because it's just reiterating and bringing home of like, this isn't all supposed to be easy, but you can commit to like just the, the work of, loving yourself more, being present with yourself more. And that's how everything can start to change and evolve and change that consciousness around the understanding of everything we're going through. Hell yeah. I love it so much. And, and I'd inspire anyone listening to this to make the decision, just like I made that decision in my sister's basement that I was going to be successful. If you want that, if you want to say, you know, I'm making the decision right now to be successful, or you can say, I'm making the decision to, to be the most passionate, loving wife I can be, or I'm making the decision to be the healthiest, greatest, grandest version of myself, whatever it is, just make one decision. And I promise you the momentum you make on that decision, it'll start, it'll start changing your life. Don't wait until the pain gets so great that you have mm -hmm. to change start changing now, start taking action now. So uh, one of my mentors always says, never leave the site of a new awareness without taking some type of action. So I would uh, inspire oh, everyone to call to in your life. Um, you know, definitely reach out. I'll be more than happy to get on the phone with you uh, about the inner circle. If you're feeling called to do that. And uh, Lisa, I appreciate you allowing me to share. And uh, I'm here if uh, they have any questions at all. Thank you so much, Carolyn, for joining us today. It was truly an honor. Just so amazing, all the lessons, the insights, and information you shared with us today. So thank you so much for joining us. If you would like more information about Carolyn Rim Azuna, you can visit her on her website at sparkyourrockstar.com. And her social media links are all in the notes section of this podcast. If you would like to connect with her one-on-one, -on -one, you can direct message myself or Carolyn to set up a call and find out more information on her inner circle. Thank you so much for being here and listening today. It was a truly so much fun having Carolyn on. And I just leave you with one more thing of thinking about one friend or family member or coworker that you could share this episode with, share this podcast with, that could really possibly help them with their journey they're on. And just by doing one little text message or one little share, it might greatly impact their day. Thank you for listening.